Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 19 of the Culture to Christ podcast. We have an exciting episode for you guys. Um, A friend of mine from high school is going to join us today. Lincoln, thank you so much for joining us. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? This is, uh, this is, I think this is going to be, this is probably our craziest episode because this is the biggest news that's going on, not only in our country, but in the States. Like I've had guys in the States reach out to me being like, yo, what's up with that barbecue place? Like, what's up with that guy? Yeah, it's, uh. Literally the most viral thing going on in in North America, and then you think globally as well. I think other countries. Not I wouldn't say global because there's still like the Trump news and like yeah. that stuff going on globally. But for sure in North America, it's big news right now. Yeah. So today, guys, we're gonna get into the incidents going on in our GTA area, um, Adamson Barbecue, run by Adam Skelly Lincoln. You gotta get that name right. Um, but first, let's introduce our guest today, Lincoln. Um, first, how are you doing today? How's your day been? Doing good. Uh, it's been, a it's been an exciting week to say the least. Um, uh, as I told you guys a little bit before, uh, I've been at Adamson barbecue for the past, uh, four days, just kind of, well, uh, as you guys probably don't know, I, I'm a video editor and a camera operator for Rebel News. So, uh, we cover a lot of the uh, more so political stories, I would say, that are going on uh, around the GTA and not even the GTA. We're we're international. We're overseas now. We have correspondents in Australia. Uh, we have people that we send to the States. Um, in Canada, we we cover nationwide. So it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. And we kind of give a different different perspective, I would say, than a lot of the uh, mainstream media. I hate to use that word, but it has to be used. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you got if, uh, if viewers out there they haven't checked out Rebel News, uh, I highly suggest you do it. Uh, whatever side you're on politically, it's it's definitely worth uh, checking out just to kind of get some different perspective about what's going on, and uh, especially with uh, what's going on with the Adamson Barbecue, that's for sure. Yeah, and just to give a background to uh, listeners, you and I went to high school together Lyle Warriors uh, yeah. hockey team yeah um, it's uh, amazing to see how all these things have been unfolding in front of us um, and just talk about first in your um, with your with your background how crazy so far like does this feel almost surreal to you well like I've been working for rebel for a couple like uh, about four months now that yeah four months more or less and I've been involved in some pretty, 
pretty uh, abnormal things. You know, you're kind of, when you're in the world of media, especially covering news, you, like, that's the job, right? When things crack, you kind of, you get on the scene. But what's been going on uh, with the barbecue place, Adamson Barbecue, to be exact, it's it's very different. And it's it's something that we really haven't seen before. So, so I think uh, before we jump into, like, what you've been dealing with there, let's give... The, the audience some context and like in case they haven't heard about the story what's going on so basically if maybe you can you can uh describe but describe it from the start how it all started i'll give you a quick rundown as best as i can basically we got uh, as everybody's heard we heard uh, adam skelly of adamson barbecue he's the owner he runs three locations for uh, adamson barbecue he he posted on the adamson barbecue instagram account that he was going to open in defiance of these lockdowns right so he's going to open for dining it's not that's the big deal there because everyone can do takeout right that's not the problem it's having people sit in your restaurant that's the issue so adam said i'm gonna do it and then you know the crazy thing is so when i because when that news broke so our last podcast uh when we recorded it they just announced in the province that you know all restaurants will be shut down uh for dine-in and even your patio you could only do takeout and uh delivery so when we uh when you and i talked about how you know how do people find motivation in that episode right the next day i think it was the next day i see that adam skelly posted on his instagram that you know i don't like i don't care that they're telling us to lock down we're gonna we're open uh for business on monday and that's the video that went viral yes correct so when i when i saw that video i was thinking like yo that's perfect timing from when we just recorded our uh, episode because we're trying to like get people motivated during the lockdown and this guy's just fired up he's like i don't care he's like yo we're not listening to any more lockdowns come in and eat Um, our restaurant's open on monday so that's like that's what how i found out about it yeah and uh Luckily, when I was talking to you, you I mean, we met for coffee that time. You were talking about the Rebel News and how you're working. So I started following their, your guys' Instagram page. And I've been very like, – I, I enjoyed it a lot because, you know, we get kind of sucked in, like, to American politics a lot. Um, but Canadian politics is kind of not mainstream, known. It's not really viral on Instagram. So I think this is this incident now is kind of waking people up to kind of check out what's going on with the government, the orders, and, yeah, like the motivational – um, episode um, last week touches on this guy standing for something, right? He's done the research. Um, I listened to that video on, on Instagram that I think has like 500,000 views, 17,000 comments, people on both sides, you know, and it's starting a snowball effect um, for other businesses. And wouldn't you say Rebel News is like it's a news outlet on social media that promotes the truth? And promotes like the stuff that mainstream media is scared to cover or like uh, scared to expose because you guys are on like you guys you were even on the premise of when Patrick Brown was at the hockey rink um, because we've talked about it before in our podcast basically the mayor of Brampton which is a uh, a city in Ontario their mayor during the lockdown decided that it it would be okay for him to rent out a rink and play with his buddies when you're not allowed to be doing that. Like the, the rinks were supposed to be shut down. And Lincoln, you were on site with Rebel News. You guys got the breaking news that 
he's going to be there. The mayor is going to be there with his buddies. So uh, maybe speak on that. How like because that's a story that me and Alex, because we're hockey players and you're a hockey player as well. So like that that was big news. Yeah, I can give you a little bit of a uh, kind of a behind the scenes rundown. It's all. I gotta say, it's all on Rebel. We did a great video on that. So everything that I'm about to describe is on Rebel News. You can guys can check it out if you want kind of a better context. But it's funny because uh, I have a friend who's working for Rebel, right? And he was the one who got me in with the company. And he called me one day and he said, we need a cameraman. And I'm like, let's do it. You know, so he told me that we're going to the Earnscliff, I believe it's called the Earnscliff Recreation Center in Brampton, which is a hockey rink, right? And it's a bit of a community center too. So we we got tipped off. Uh, I don't know if it was by an employee of the arena or if it was just whatever. That, that point doesn't matter. But we got a tip that Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton, so that's a neighboring city to Mississauga. It's all part of the Peel region. Uh, that he was hosting uh, basically pickup games, right? Which is great. I love hockey. <laughs> we all love hockey. Way to be Patrick Brown. But let's get to the story actually first. So we got tipped off that he was going to be hosting hockey games, which he actually has been hosting hockey games in that time period for uh, about, I think it was like four or five weeks that he was hosting these games for him and his buddies. So that's fine. But during the time, it wasn't fine because... The ice was only supposed to be rented to people practicing, right? So the big flaw there was that he was bringing people out to play shinny. And again, like, that's okay. But it's not okay when you're handing out mask, you know, uh, what is it? It's a, you, they're bylaw tickets for mask infractions. I believe that's the correct term for it. And he handed out something like 127 of these tickets in one week, right? So who knows how many he's handed out overall. So the fact of the matter is we set up in the arena, all right? The game was already going on. We actually witnessed somebody bringing two bags into the arena. So we found out later that that was Patrick's, Patrick Brown's bag had his name on it. Do you guys have everything. to hide when you're in the arena? How do you guys get so, in the arena? So uh, there was security in the arena. David Menzies, who is probably the most, uh, he's probably the most well-known uh, reporter for uh, Rebel News. Shout out David. He does like the best work. He's a pleasure to work with. And he he got all dressed up in Toronto Maple Leafs gear and brought his hockey bag, hockey sticks, everything, totally undercover and tried to get into the arena. So me and my buddy Mocha were... Uh, waiting in the car and we sent David in first to kind of check out the scene there was a they have Paladin security who is what the city of Brampton uses as they're kind of like the they at the time they were they were parked at parks uh, like any kind of outdoor uh, recreation center at whatever you want to call it there was Paladin security there on site so they were there covering the arena so when when David first tried to go into the arena the security guard said, you can't go in. He said, I just got to use the washroom. And then he came out. So we kind of had to think, like, what's uh, plan B here? So I got in to the arena. I'm like, I'm going to go in. I went in with no camera, nothing. I get into the uh, bathroom. There was no security, nothing. So I got lucky. Had to go into the bathroom. And then uh, I called David Menzies and my buddy. And I said, come in. This is the time to come in. Oh, wow. They come into the arena. They, uh, David, it was so funny when it happened. Uh, David Menzies comes in with his hockey bag into the bathroom, hands me the camera, which is in the bathroom. I turn on the camera. We set it up quick. We go. So this is in the kind of the lobby area, right? 
we go into the actual rink, I guess rink one, you can call it, and we sort of set up. And the timing, uh, I actually missed the valid point in this. When I first came out of the washroom, when we were about to go into the rink, I saw two guys in suits approaching from, it's kind of like an alleyway that comes into the rink. And I saw two guys uh, with suits, and these guys, it ended up, uh, we found out later when they walked into the rink that this was Patrick Brown and his, uh, I don't know if it's his secure, like, security, his assist. I think it's his assistant. So it ended up being them. I didn't know it was them. I, I, I said, uh, me and, my, camera, me and uh, my fellow cameraman, we said, let's get into the ring just in case. We got in set up, and then little did you know that Patrick Brown comes walking in. I know you guys have seen, you guys have seen the footage about that kind of dumb, you, dumbfounded look on his face when he got caught without a mask in a public facility in Brampton, which he has been handing out tickets to civilians. The and funniest <laughs> part of that story, though, was when he had to leave his bag, right? Even though his bag says his name on it, and he just tried to, like, when you are when you guys were recording him saying that, oh, why are you playing hockey? I thought uh, hockey's supposed to be shut down and you're not allowed to be playing. You're trying to tell everyone to social distance this and that, wear your mask. You're not doing any of that, but you're playing hockey with the boys, and he's just like, he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I'm not playing, but your bag is right there. So it was just like, that's why I was dying, because it was there, on Six Buzz. That's where yeah. I saw it. So there's a, like... You know, he really, he really, uh, he set himself up, you know, with his response and everything. And he kind of tried to retract his statements. Uh, I think it was on 680 News. I'm not sure. It was on one of those morning news uh, stations on the radio. He he admitted that he does play hockey with his friends. And I, I can't get too technical on this. I would have to check the actual uh, evidence. But the bylaws were changed in the in the coming days, a few days after that, that you were allowed to host if shinny, you're, shinny if you're games. If you're a mayor? If you're a mayor, like did he change? Like you know, if you're if you're it, friends with the mayor, you're allowed to play hockey. Okay, if you know if you know politicians, you can get in there. But that was the stupidest thing, though. Why would he put his name on the bag? That's what gave it away. You know, he could have if his name wasn't on his bag, it would have been harder for you guys to prove that he was actually going to play because he could just be like, oh, I'm I'm just like you know, I'm here to watch. Or, yeah, or you know, monitoring, or I'm canceling the yeah. the games. Yeah. He was just. I guess my only answer to that is. He was just that comfortable with what he was doing. So who knows how long these games were going on, if they're going on during the pandemic. Or I what. wish I knew Patrick Brown. Yeah, right? Get, like, on, the, get on the skate. Yeah. We're all, you know? we're all. That's what we would be doing. But yeah. then again, what Lincoln's point is, don't go and um, promote uh, social distancing, that rinks are locked down, that, you know, you shouldn't you're be the playing. You're the mayor. Could, because you're the mayor, and then you're out there playing. Well, like, it touches on the point how we talk about politicians and they're actors, they're actors, and the, the corruptness that goes on. They, they, they have the power to tell you what to do, but because they have power, they like, like you said, they like to play sports too. They like hockey. They want you to follow, but don't, don't do as, do as I say, not as I do. I right? just want to say, like, it's, um, like, like I said, we're all hockey players. I would love to be, like, I understand why he wanted to play hockey and stuff, right, and. When you have that kind of power as a mayor, it would be very tempting to do these things. But the fact of the Especially with all your buddies pressuring you. Bro, we know you have the keys. <laughs> we know you have the keys. Yeah, so He's I'll, in WhatsApp group chats. Yeah. All his men's leagues are like, bro, come on, bro. No one's gonna find out. So I don't wanna I don't wanna say that I sympathize with him because I don't. Were you like extremely nervous during that time when you're getting all that stuff? Or you do you get excited to do that kind of stuff? Like, to be honest, when I was first starting, so, like, there's a lot of haters. Like, Toronto is a liberal city. It is. It's it's a left-wing city. Even people that don't know that they are left on the left wing, it's, they, it's, it's just a, le it's a liberal-dominated city, right? So, it's, 
it's just a, it's a tough it's a tough subject honestly but it's, it's good that you were actually there because you guys exposing that story which went viral like it was huge it just opened up like everyone's eyes to be like just so everyone could see how like full of shit these mayors are like catching them red-handed it was like something that you know it's very it's very hard to, to to do especially when it's lockdown because you can't get in uh, into uh, they can't access certain places so you guys like actually you know open uh, everyone's eyes to what really happens yeah and i kind of lost my thought on what i was going to say uh before that statement but w- with toronto being a, a left uh, left wing city you know like alex was asking if i get nervous for those situations right so when i was first starting to go kind of on scene with uh david and stuff we would go to young and dundas square and places like that and no kidding within the first five minutes of me being out there we someone drove someone rode by on a bike and they said f you rebel news you know so that kind of shook me up right away you know but the more and more i'm out there the more and more i don't care about what others are thinking and stuff at first i was a little bit like taken back shaking a bit qu- yeah like i a little because it's for anybody to be out there uh doing this and people are saying things like that it's you know it's different but it takes you know, a lot of courage to to go against like like i would for me if i was there with the camera in front of patrick brown knowing he has security and everything it takes a lot of guts because you know what's coming next and what came next was they called security and police to ban you guys like uh, from from the premise so like you have to deal with all that bullshit and the headaches for for uh having the balls to be uh, be there and expose the truth exactly it's it's amazing how like you guys are trying to share the truth so everyone can have it because when we have access to all the information we can make the best choice for ourselves it's not about just following what what, what this one lane or this one mainstream media is saying it's like I make the best decisions when I have all the information, right? Because I can make the best decisions for myself, for my family, etc. So what you guys do is great. Um, is is so you say Toronto's all liberal? Do you th- believe? Mo- do you think the most populate like of the population in Toronto, say GTA? Do you think people are very liberal, left, left, whatever you want to call it? Majority. It's almost like we like to call it. A, it's like a false sense of being woke. You know, it's a lot of these topics are very complicated. They're extremely complicated, you know. Well, let's let's talk about how um, what has changed for you, um, you know, going from college and you know, in being in video and production and working at Rebel News. How do how how have you your mindset changed a bit? Seeing more information, seeing the truth come from another lens, more conservative lens. How have you seen yourself changed? I think it's more easier to talk about that. I felt like, well, obviously working for a company like Rebel News, you, it's inevitable. Like some day, like I go on scene some days and I'm editing some days, but when you're more or less, when you're in front of a, a computer, you know, editing stories that you're basically, that are basically taking on the government and questioning uh, what the government's doing a lot of the time, it makes you a lot more aware of what's, it makes you see it makes you see that not everything is is as black and white as they try and make it seem you know it's like the like i again i hate to use this term but the mainstream media will try they try and make things so simple and the, when we talk about the mainstream media to give context to even american listeners um who are the mainstream media in canada that you talk well, about well the king for sure i think is the cbc the canadian broadcasting center um but then you have companies like Global News, you have CP24, City TV, uh, like 
talking about Adamson Barbecue, they had every single 680 News. Who, yeah, let's get into that story. So because this is the story that everyone like myself, Alex, like we were talking about that from, you know, from the moment that I saw Adam Skelly put up that uh, that Instagram video. Right. I was thinking like. Cause you know when we go for lunch, remember I was gonna tell you like yo let's go let's go to that barbecue place like the food looks good too like have you saw the pictures of the barbecue? Yeah, I like I like meats and I would <laughs> I would have had a few you know me I would have had a few man. So like that's why I was thinking I was like oh like if he says he's gonna open up uh his uh, dining restaurant like let's go check it out. Yeah. And then when I saw like how many people were there on that Monday in front of his restaurant that were going to support him, and then you saw police pull up. And then we find out that Lincoln was actually there on site. I was Reporting. like, yeah, we, we got to find out like the story, like what's going on. So maybe describe to us the first, like what made you, uh, what made you guys go there on Monday and how, like how, how was the whole ordeal outside the restaurant? So obviously like, w- like rebel has campaigns where they try and help, like they have a campaign called fight the fines where if, uh, any of these outrages, like, Okay, any of these co- uh, COVID-19 fines, they get tacked on people. Rebel has a campaign where they help people fight these fines, right? So they, so as soon as we heard about this story, it's like right up our alley, right? It's we're all over this. We're, we've you been, guys are fired up. Like we've you been, guys get- yeah, like they've, like we've been waiting for this, right? We've been waiting for someone to open in defiance of the lockdowns, right? <laughs> it's. <laughs> kind of like the bread and butter of what we've been working towards you know it took a while for it to happen but i think we're kind of at a breaking point right now where people are scared they want to open up and they don't want to lose their business you know it's been very evident about uh what's been going on in the gta and outside the gta with businesses small businesses closing so to get to what actually happened at adamson barbecue so monday it was business as usual you know they he opened up so it's basically like a garage. You might have seen some videos. They open up the garage and they're serving food like normal. So when we arrived on scene, there was uh, there was a family of like eight in there with kids, mom and dad eating. You know, all the like not even all the tables were full too. It was just the cu- couple tables, but that's besides the point, right? They don't want anyone dining in. So weren't you shocked that there was no police there from the start? To yes, but it was like I may. You know what? I may be wrong on this, but there might have been one police car there because everyone was very aware of what's been going on. But there was no police presence when we first showed up. And the police probably didn't think that that many people would show up to support, right? When did the mo- like? When did the so Monday you guys started? Like, was there a lot of attention around his place on Monday? Like, when did it was um, Tuesday, I believe. Uh, is it be- actually, it like, is Tuesday. it because he made his post on Instagram that got all that attention about him staying open? Or did he do it when people start, like police started to come to tell him to close down? No, he did it on the weekend. Oh, he, he did. did it, he was already talking about the day before, like okay. a couple days before. Okay. He said we're open on Monday, okay. which was Saturday. So let's so so Monday when you're there, you see all these families eating inside. Oh, Tuesday was when uh, you were there. Okay, so when you were there Tuesday, and you see all the families eating inside because there wasn't a big police presence yet. How was the vibe? Like, what was ever was everyone just like you know? The vi- so I went, uh, we went, I went right up to Adam and just kind of told him with Rebel News, uh, you know, we're supporting you guys. Um, so all the mainstream media was there when we pulled up. Um, all the names I mentioned: CBC, Global, CTV, City TV. They're all there on site, right? But Adam Scally, he wouldn't like he. Adam actually has, uh, he's been in, uh, 
He's been involved with the anti anti lockdown protests that go on at Young and Dundas on Saturdays. So he's just uh, all those people there. They just want things to go back to normal, right? So they just want like the economy to open back up, etc. So when all the mainstream media showed up. Adam kind of just, they tried to come on the property at first and Adam just kind of skewed them off the property, right? Because he kind of, he, he's, he knows what's going on. If that makes sense. He knows. Like what they're trying to do. They're going to try to take one clip of him. Exactly. Spin it on their. Exactly. He's, you know, defiant. He's aggressive. He's not thinking of public safety. Yeah. He just wants the money. He just wants to, you know. Yeah. Play, play the narrative. They'll cut those and he was there's a we have a you can check my twitter we have a i took a video of uh, i could so adam went for a walk with i think it was an employee at so this is at the end of the day so basically uh to rewind a little bit so it was business as usual he was serving takeout all day he sold out around i don't even know about 2 2 p.m sold out of food so that was it so the police were inside they were very respectful to one another adam was a, he's like they're just doing their jobs you know he's very aware of what's going on Right. So the police just kind of they didn't issue any fines that day. They they did make a statement, though. They I, like Adam. It was it was a little crowded in the restaurant and Adam had everyone quiet down. And the police, uh, I don't know if it's the police chief, but kind of the top the top dog, I guess, uh, in the in those correspondence. And he he said that anyone that's in this facility is subject to potential fines. Right. But there was no fines laid but, down that but day. That, that first day they gave him a red notice from the health inspector. Right. And that red notice means you can't even serve food, take out or dine in like you can't do either. Yeah. You're closed. Right. And I wanted to ask you from that uh, red notice uh, that they got. Is that what made him lose his license? Because now there's big news saying that he never had license to operate. But in my head, I was like, that's because they just took it from two days ago. Is that correct or no? I can't touch on that. I don't know. I I don't know. Because if that's the case, like taking how how, uh, stupid that is, you took away, uh, you gave him a red notice, which took away his license to serve couple days ago and now the media wants to say oh he got a he got a ticket for not having a license but you just took it away from him so yeah. what do you expect don't make it seem that he's been operating make him all look this crooked. time make him look without crooked. a license yeah yeah it's a uh, that would be a big setup scenario i yeah. wouldn't be surprised because they try to defame character that's the big thing on news they want to try to defame the character that he's not noble he's not standing up for anything that he's he's not a good business no man. he you know he has three restaurants too yeah he runs three so in my head i was like how how can someone who has three successful barbecue places which are known not have the the, the proper license exactly I was like, come on man right but we'll i'll look into that as well i know that was you know to touch on that i was pretty confused too about that are you, how are you operating? I don't know if it has something to do with the actual ownership of the location. I'm not sure. But it, it is something that's a little... It, it adds some context to the story, right? And, and people like... So when, like, when he decided that he was going to open up, right? There were so many people that I saw on social media that, you know, like I, we call them the sheep of the world. We're all trying to take him down, being like, "This guy's so irresponsible." You think uh, you, uh, your barbecue place is essential, like it's a necessity, and you know there were some people that responded to them, which like where I what I would say is, what's the difference between him opening up and Costco opening up? 
Costco has way more people. Walmart has way more people in there. This guy's serving people food where it's like, you know, if the virus is going to be in his place, the virus is also going to be in all these other places. So just make it an even playing ground, right? Yep. Yeah, so, 100%. and and the... There the, is a Costco, isn't there? A Costco yeah, right the, funniest, the funniest thing about this whole thing uh, is we actually started the day two video on this point. There's a Costco, as David Menzies likes to say, packed to the gills with people. The parking lot's full. You know, and it's it's so ironic, right? You just walk into an LCBO and look how many people are inside. How Who's, many people are grabbing bottles, like and this who, and that, touching everything. It's like... Who well, runs the LCBO? The, the government. The yeah, government. That's, we've been saying that for, for so long. A lot of times, yeah. And it, uh, the crazy thing is, I told you this before, Alex, that if every business were to open up, Together, the court system would be so backed up where you wouldn't, they wouldn't even be able to, you know, to tell you have to pay this fine or, you know, you're getting, you're getting in shit because there's not enough policemen to, to be at every business if everyone decided, had the courage to open up. And that's, that's a crazy thing where it's like, because there's been so much fear instilled now into people where they actually believe and they, they think that, no, we have to stay closed because we're keeping the community safe. But when I need groceries, I can go to No Frills. I can go to uh, um, all these places, Walmart, Costco. And, you know, if I put on my mask, I'm safe there. It's okay because it's, this is essential. Who determines what's essential or not? Every business should be considered essential because if you were the owner of something, how would you feel? 100%. And all the police officers, they're getting paid. They're doing, you know. To touch on that, I want to say it's it's – like I've said, it's overall, it's it's a very complex situation, right? It's like extremely complex because you have all those police officers there. Like there was almost like probably 40 to 50 police officers there. So to, so Tuesday, it, did it get busy? Like really police officers started showing up on Tuesday a lot? No, so Tuesday, okay, so Tuesday business as usual. Wednesday, yeah. same kind of vibe, a little bit more of a police presence also a little bit more of a crowd and like attractions picking up like random people are showing yeah. up yeah yeah and was uh, it even kind of people for hit the business stay open and then also people against it no or was it was it all for? all there was like one or two straggler pro and uh protesters uh protesting against him opening up like insignificant though compared to the numbers that were there on his side right and that's excluding the police officers that were there you know the thing about the police officers uh, officers though like with that whole situation like me and omer were talking about that where the police officers they don't necessarily ag agree that businesses should be shut down they're yeah they're doing what their su their supervisors are telling them what to do right yeah. there's for sure cops who are just like yo like why are we even blocking this guy's business like if anything i want to go inside and eat too but yeah. i'm i have i have a family to feed like, an I'm, obligation yeah and if, yeah if i it's can just their choice if i can just touch on that for a second what i, I what i was gonna say is that like i understand we understand that you know, think about it. The police officers are there, right? So let's say the police officers get sent there and they say, no, I don't feel comfortable going, whatever. The guy loses his job. Now that police officer can't provide for his family. So it's a very tough, that's why I say. It's a double-edged sword. It's a super complex situation, but it, it has to start, to fix it, it has to start from the top to the bottom. Until then, it's going to remain the same because those police officers, I would bet that like 75% of them if they had the free choice, they probably wouldn't want to be there, right? But like I said, they have fam like they got families to feed too. 
you know, so it's, it's like just, the health ministers. It's you know, it's Doug Ford. It's yeah, it, it's the top that you know that enforce what's going on. Like even uh, if you see when Doug Ford was like, oh, I feel sorry for him because I don't I don't want any small business to have to close. Then step up and change it. Don't say that and then you know the next day you're like, oh, I was being nice. I was just uh, I was being nice uh, to you and you still want to open up. It's like, bro, you're trying to play both sides. Like, pick a side and stick to it. Doug Ford's in a tough spot because, you know, a lot of the people that are at those, um, a lot of like the, the like per- the persistent and consistent protesters that are there every week at Young and Dundas, they're. Uh, they're the guy they're the keeners right it's like they're called the line so the group is called the line and they they they're anti-lockdown right for the most part there's a couple other like subgroups like there's hugs over masks there's a few other is it a is it a big amount of people like for those keeners or is the anti-lockdown people in toronto is it growing and growing and growing as time goes on it's it's weird because there's there's been a few uh saturdays so it's every saturday they they run that um I cover them. I'm working there, so I cover what's going on. And from what I've seen, the ma- like there was a one week that was huge because it basically depends on who they're bringing as guest speakers. So like they've had one week where it was there was an ex police officer from Quebec who came all the way down to Toronto to speak about what's what's going on, right? So some of those events uh, gain a bit more traction, but uh, it's hard to put an exact number on how many people are involved. To be honest. You know what's so dumb too, uh, Frank. You know Frank Zooks. Mm-hmm. He was so our, our buddy who plays hockey. He was telling me that uh, he was at the LCBO last week, and when he went in, uh, went inside because sometimes like, well, so, you know, some places enforce the mask more more than others, right? So when he went in, they told him put your mask on, sir, and he put it on. After he he bought what he needed, uh, when he gets to the front to pay, the lady goes, uh, "Can I see your ID?" Like wants to card him. So he gives his ID, showing he's of age, obviously. And the lady goes, uh, could you remove your mask so I can see, right? And Frank goes, he goes, no, you just told me to put my mask on. Like, I'm not taking off my mask. We're indoors. I'm supposed to be wearing my mask. So, right? And then she's just like, yeah, but I need to see that this is you uh, on the ID. And Frank just stood his ground. He's like, nope. He's like, the law is when I'm indoors, I have to have my mask on. So it, it's you guys didn't think of that policy when you guys uh, were, were, were telling everyone, wear your mask. Yeah. Right? So you see how stupid this rule is? Yes. It's, it's like, what the, does that make you look like? It goes to show, too, that it's not about the mask has more to do with your compliance than it has to do with the fact of your health and safety. They want to see you have to wear the mask, but then we're going to tell you when we want you to take it off, right? We talk about it all the time. Wear a mask when you walk into the restaurant, but when you sit down, coronavirus can't get you. <laughs> you know, right? it's, it's I can sit down and eat a meal without my mask on. Coronavirus knows, oh, damn, it's sitting down, so I can't go there. <laughs> but if I stand up, hey, ma- mask on. So it goes to show, too, like I touched about it a lot, but our systems we grew up in, the government, it, um, you know, we're very we're really good at following rules, especially in Canada. You know, we have a lot of, you know, freedoms and blessings, but we have to understand those freedoms and blessings came because people fought for it. We sometimes forget that these things are fought for. Our rights are fought for. They were not just given to us. Here, do all these things. No, people, you know, they, they protest, they riot, they, you know, politicians, some, some good politicians step in. Part of history. Yeah, you look and at the now, history. And now if we don't continue to fight for our rights, 
like we see right now, they get taken away. So all of these, every time we're compliance with more lockdowns and everyone's okay with it, every business is cool with shutting down, it just gives the government more ammo, more fire to be like, these. oh, everyone's complying, we can continue. So that's why Adam, Adamson Barbecue, they're trying to make an example of them that, you know, if you try to be defiant, right, you're getting arrested, right? Your business is going to get shut down. But we know that if everyone came together, if every small business and big business came together and just opened Started up. Started doing it, yeah. everyone opened up, nothing's going to happen to you. There's, there's not enough police to shut down everyone. Yeah. There's more. There's way more businesses in, in Canada and in the States as well than there are policemen to, and, uh, to enforce, and, yeah. and even uh, judges and people in the court system. Our court system's so messed up on parking tickets. Imagine if every business just opened up and got a bylaw ticket. or Because you have to remember, too, that this is a provincial order is not a law. So Adam's, Adam's uh, Skelly, he's not breaking any laws. He's just going against provincial orders, which prov- provincial orders change all the time based on what the health, uh, so quote-unquote, experts are telling them with these fake corona numbers. Yes, and we're very grateful for also, too, for like guys like that. Because it makes us even more stronger to do more episodes like this because we've been talking about this stuff. And to see it actually come to play in our country, in our city, locally, and then have you, who I've, I grew up with, who's literally on the scenes filming. like that. There's no such thing as a coincidence like that, that people need to talk about this. And you know, thank you, Adam Skelly, for doing that because hopefully another small business will be like, let's do it. I know gyms are doing it more. Um, there's a gym in New Jersey um, that you told me to listen to. Uh, so not even just New Jersey. There's a gym in North York that after Adam Skelly said he's opening – he he uh, opened up his gym. He was as at well. the uh, he was at the, that gym owner was at the. I guess he got inspired by what happened on Tuesday and uh, opened up in defiance. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't like what happened at Adamson Barbecue. He was from what I know. I saw a picture with locks on the doors. So I, from what I'm assuming is that there wasn't a big, like, this would have what happened at Adamson would have happened a lot sooner if. If there wasn't protest, if there wasn't protesters there, they these guys were blo- there was a standoff between the police and protesters, a but complete you, but, standoff. So get into that. So, like, but wait, before we get into that, you know what happened to that gym owner though? Because I want to explain to people. So the guy who decided to open the gym, right? He, he uh, got a, a a notice from his landlord saying that we're going to be evicting you because you decided to open up. So that's why it like it came back to fire, it, like it, it backfired on him because he thought that he was standing up for you know his members, for himself, his business, where he's just like you know he you know he moved all of his weights and like a bunch of like the uh, the bench presses onto his into the parking lot too. And this so is the guy knew. from North York, the gym yeah. owner. Yeah. And this and like so when Adams Adams and Barbecue came out, he went. It happened. Like the same day he wanted to open up, they shut him down that fast? Yeah. So then uh, police went to the, the gym and he was like, you know, we're locking your doors. We're going to shut you down. And then the, the owner's like, the worst, not that's not even the worst news. The worst news is I just got a notice from my uh, from my landlord saying that he's gonna, well, he wants to kick us out now because the, the landlord thinks you're being irresponsible. This is my property, which you're renting from me. And now you're putting people at risk in my uh but 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 uh, by keeping your gym open, so it's like, bro, like now he probably regrets doing it, and that's the tough thing. Where we want people to stand up for their rights, and when you, that's the thing. When you're not an owner, though, when you don't own your property, that's what I'm thinking. Like like I like, if I'm sure he thought of maybe maybe he knew his landlord personally that he could do it, 
but yeah like if you don't own it you're automatically going to be like he should maybe he should have went to the landlord first telling him the news and yeah. then did it but at the same time it's like bro you have to be able to stand on your own two feet sometimes and make your own calls yeah and like, you it's can't a loss in. sometimes like we say losses are important yeah. like it's a good lesson to realize maybe i want to own something so i can make those calls and all the hits i can take personally or and also i want to be uh i want to have a landlord that sees that has the same vision as me yeah that doesn't like think that oh I should be shutting my business down because at the end of the day, I'm paying you for rent. And it's like, yo, like take this in. He's paying for rent when his business is closed. So in his eyes, he's like, what's the, I should, he should be like, I don't even care to have the relationship with the landlord anymore. I want to yep. get go to a new place. Obviously easier said than done. We have all the gym equipment, you invest the money and time, but this is the world we live in right now. It's like, if you don't, if you're not standing up for yourself, who will? Adam Skelly made a point that uh, his, he said this to us on camera that, his business wasn't going to make it through the winter. He wasn't going to make you it. Know, you know all, people, three, all three locations of his business? Yeah, you have to think about the mortgages on those places, right? They're, but you know, the they're people big. Are, people are trying to spin it uh, and saying that, yo, you make so, your, uh, your barbecue places are so successful. Like, you don't, you don't even need this uh, location to be open. But that's what people do. They like to put you, like, they pin you in the corner even though they know nothing about your business. And they like to say that, you know, what you're doing is for your own self-profit. You're not trying to, you don't represent all the small businesses. You just care about your place selling barbecue. And with this whole, uh, with what's going on right now in the world with the pandemic and stuff, for uh, like when people see this stuff, uh, like people that watch uh, the news on TV, when they see this guy opening in Defiance, they're like, wow, this guy is putting everyone at risk. He is seriously putting other, so the whole theory is that this the people they can the people that are there will get the virus you guys know and then they'll spread it to other people boom 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 so people look at it like why is he doing this right and in his eyes he i guess he's more he feels i'm not disagreeing or agreeing but he feels that he he has every right to open up he knows his business isn't it's not looking good when your livelihood's being challenged yeah exactly when you're living like is your livelihood for your kids, your family is being challenged. You will do whatever it takes to keep it going. Some people, not, not a lot. Right. 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 Like right now we're seeing that some people rather just, you know, get, get, get stomped on. Yeah. So praise God for Adam Skelly because it is very difficult because the government, Oh, you can stop. We'll just give you money. You can just stay afloat for, for this time being, we'll give you this printed cash that we're printing at high rates. Um, but, when you know listening to the gym owners even in new jersey it's like you get challenged to a point where it's like i gotta stand on my two feet and fight back because you know he followed all the conditions even though the first lockdown was probably a big hit for his business you know the lockdown goes on for how long was it six months so it's like how long does it come to a point where we're just the government's bullying people right it's like slowly pushing you back you take a couple steps and then it backs away and then just slowly pushes you till you're off that cliff, right? Until you can't, he can't, you'll get to a point where he can't even open up his business ever again. It's very tough to pinpoint exactly what's going on right now. And like, it's like, I always want to give the government the benefit of the doubt with what's going on. And they've had two, they've had two, it's eight getting, months to deal with it, nine it's, months. It's getting very odd because the WHO is advising that lockdowns aren't the answer. Okay, so that's been said. And then we have big businesses, big retailers, as we all know, like Costco, Walmart. We have, I think those are the two big players in Canada, at least. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but these guys are selling flowers. Let's use flowers as an example. These greenhouses, forests that are closed right now. And these are small and that's businesses. that's the main source of their income. So it's it's very tough not not when you think about these things it's very tough not to think that maybe uh some sort of narrative is trying to be pushed or being played here right like but i don't want to jump the gun on anything i don't know because a year from now we could with the vaccine coming out and everything this is my best case scenario okay we release the vaccine those who want to take it take it right so that means that anyone who's vulnerable anyone who's vulnerable uh scared whatever the case may be they have the vaccine they're fine and then anyone who doesn't want to take it that's their right there's no risk of that person who hasn't taken the vaccine to spread it to someone to anyone that's scared or at risk whatever the case may be because they're vaccinated right so in the new year when that when the vaccines start rolling out it's going to be interesting to see what kind of rules and mandates are applied to, like I heard, I, you guys have probably heard Ticketmaster, right? Uh, how they're saying that uh, they'll be doing uh, vaccine checks to attend concerts. But why? Oh, I, I, heard, I saw that. Why should that matter? Why should that matter? It goes back to the point where if you're not vaccinated and then there's a vaccine out there where people who are scared can take the vaccine, everyone's fine, right? Those people who don't want to take it, it's it's fine. Because it's not going to spread to someone who has the vaccine. And if they want to die from coronavirus, let them let them die. Yep. How are you to? The point is, you can't decide people's lives for them. Yeah. You can't it's like if you're weird. gonna if you're gonna take away people's freedom, you have to make it even playing field. Like I said, close lock down Walmart, lock down LCBO, lock down everything, so everyone's the same. You can't pick and choose what you decide is essential. That's where the problem lies. And that's when you know that there's corruptness behind certain, like there's there's certain sectors in, you know, in every country, in every business where they're not being looked at like in the same eyes. So like basically if, if you look at someone who uh, like a hockey store, right, a hockey store, they, they decide it's not essential because, you know, there's no food there. But if you, you know, if you have a if you have a store that sells food. Or you sell like uh, what? What is it like? A pharmacy? They they're uh, they're essential. But who's to t- who's to decide what's essential and what's not for people's mental health? That's what I don't get. And that's what blows my mind because hockey in Canada is essential. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a- hockey in Canada. From my from a personal standpoint, of course, I hockey family, growing up in hockey. But think of the uh, the amount of kids that wintertime comes. It's, it's hard to go outside and play. You get cold, you get sick, you know, hockey, the parents want their kids to do something to stay active. Like, hockey is a big sport in Canada. And the gym, especially in Canada, gyms are essential. We have winter, like, we have... Vitamin D, no vitamin D. 10 feet of snow sometimes here. So what do you expect people to do, right? I understand if you live in Florida or something, you say, okay, you can run outside year-round or work out outside. In Canada, I'm sorry to say, a gym is essential. People's, uh, you know, hockey rink, people's... Way like ways of staying fit and active is just as essential as it is for someone who needs a beer or who needs alcohol or who needs to eat, who needs fast food. It's all the same shit. Yes, and if we look at the the suicide numbers, um, what did you tell me in uh, Japan about the suicide numbers? Like no one wants to talk about. We talk, you know, about the mental health. We'll get into that. But even tell me the numbers that got released in Japan about the numbers. So two thousand people there uh, died from COVID. 
but 17,000 people have committed suicide during the same uh, time period. That's not discussed, right? <laughs> and even here, it's like we, we, I haven't seen one news headline related to suicide. And you know what? To touch on that point, and the number is ninety-eight percent like survival rate living right now. It's like ninety-nine point six percent. I can't 6. confirm that, but you know, it, does that mean surviving or just not not having the virus at all, not being tested positive? I don't want to comment on that because I don't know the technical terms. Uh, but it's up that, that person. It's around that ballpark of that percentage about people that get infected with COVID that survive but that doesn't touch on uh like what my what my father likes to say is that there's uh side effects that come with it afterwards right which i'm not i don't know i just like well i don't want to get into a touchy subject but i do you, sorry go ahead do you want to talk about uh your close friend yeah well just uh just to keep it short and brief like yeah. you know it touches me i had a friend who who lost his life like to what we were just talking about mental uh, men, he had a me- mental health battle so it's it's become personal for me right uh all this and i understand both sides to everything though you know because with adam with adam skelly opening up adams and barbecue everyone is scared right now this is never like Nothing like this has really ever, nothing has ever happened like this before. So people are very scared. People don't want their parents to die. They don't want their, like, people just don't want anyone to die. And a lot of people are, like, they're, they're buying into the narrative being played on TV and stuff. But, and I'm not doubting that narrative, okay? I'll just, like, just, just to say that. I don't, I don't know enough. But I'll tell you, they don't talk about, treatments for covid they don't talk about like i've heard vitamin d is a great supplement to take if you have if you have covid it can help you with recovery or even just strengthening your immune system they don't talk about these kind of things about how you can strengthen your body to fight covid have you ever heard that on cnn or cbc no it's everyone wants a quick fix they want a vaccine let's get the vaccine let's get over it if i in a dream world if i was in charge i would be saying in the meantime Let's like a vaccine's great, okay. Everyone wants to take take the vaccine, take the vaccine, you're good. We'll leave it at that. We don't know like the vaccine's been tested in their in their eyes, everything's good. Take the vaccine. But they should be talking about in the meantime how you can strengthen your immune system, how you can naturally fight these kind of viruses because the the like we were talking about this last week and these might have changed since the last time I checked them, but it's one person under 19 who has died from COVID-19. In one percent. Can- one person. On one person uh, under, under 19, 19 yes. in Canada. Yeah. Yes. The last. It's not from COVID. It's with COVID. Big difference. It's always with COVID, which is the same thing. If you have a flu, you're going to test positive for COVID. Yeah. They, like, it's they put every symptom that has with COVID. If you got the health ministers uh, said today with Doug Ford behind her, she's like, "There's a lot of false positives as well." She admitted that today. So it's such like, a there's false positives. There's asymptomatic. I don't even know what asymptomatic even means now because that's the fakest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Because what they're trying to tell people, even if you're asymptomatic, you don't feel anything, you can still spread the virus. We can spread anything. If like yeah. if I'm not feeling sick, right, and you're still telling me don't be around people, don't don't touch this and that. What's the difference? Yeah, and there's... You're telling me that I don't have anything, like we've never had anything wrong with us in the past, what, 20 years? Where it's like, I could have spread germs before to someone? 
it's the same thing man exactly and it comes down to like let's say the common flu i'm sure that there's older people that have a very tough time with the flu and maybe even pass away from the flu makes sense they're older right just like this virus that's come in and affected our lives it's I don't know. That's it's, why I, it's, I, a tough, I'm right it's a tough you. situation. I'm right with you. I can empathize 100%. When it first came out, I was nervous. I was afraid. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, they, they put big celebrities that get it, so you, you pay attention real quick. I remember when we went to hockey at a hockey game. Everyone's like some basketball player tested positive. Then Tom Hanks tested positive. Drama, drama, drama. Get the celebrities. Get the whoever's watching TV going, oh, my goodness, Tom Hanks, no, cast away. And uh, so, yeah, I, at first I was nervous. You know, I talked to my mom, are you okay, blah, blah, blah. Am I, you know, okay, I'm working with people. Like, if I get it, is this thing crazy dangerous? So I can empathize with the world trying to, you know what? Okay, this has never happened before. Let's shut things down. But now I think more people are waking up because they're doing their own research, critically thinking, looking at the numbers, and then being like, holy, like like you just said, it's getting very personal for people because a lot of people in Canada and around the world are committing suicide because they lose their jobs, they already struggled, uh, the gym was their outlet, hockey was their outlet, um, being taking care of their body was their outlet. We need to take care of ourselves. There's a lot of stresses in this world. So I think a lot of people are slowly waking up being like, okay, the lockdown didn't work. Uh, we did it for six months, so clearly lockdowns don't work. If, if, if they worked, you, you, it would be over with. So what, why aren't we trying a new method? What's going on? And I'm not, like, there has, there's been lives that have been taken away from this virus. Well, you have to get that straight, right? There, like, this, the coronavirus has killed people. It's real. It is it's real. real. Like, it's yeah, I'm, killed, not, I'm not saying it's not real. It's, yeah. it's killed people, right? So we have to understand that. But we also have to know that... It's. It could be very true that the side effects of this virus. I mean, like the from the outcome of the virus itself, not actually from the effects of the actual the the virus, like the all the common the side the coughing, everything, death, potential death. The alternative has been a lot worse, I think, than the actual virus itself. With all these businesses shutting down, like. If you go take a drive, it's not it's not too relevant in the like Young and Dundas kind of like main downtown core area, but around the outskirts of that city, like the annex places like that, it's it's not good right now. It's businesses are closed, and go take a drive downtown. It's very evident. So everything is right like that side of it. The economy's side effects from the virus, it's right it's right in front of our eyes, you know. So it's 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 been a tough tough year for everyone well let's get into like just your life so far this past week what has been the change in you know you're now doing this rebel news you're you know how have how have you kind of you know this has kind of been a really adrenaline rush from you you know you're still buzzing what's been like how's it been for you during this we'll get more into the details of adams and barbecue kind of more things happen but how has it been for you you know um you know shout out to your twitter you know your twitter's going what's your twitter handle let everyone know your your Twitter handle. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, uh, Lincoln MJ. I do. Uh, I just started doing this recently, but I'm doing uh, like live reports from the scene. So I'll post some videos, pictures about what's going on uh, at the actual scene. So I've been doing that for the past. Uh, I started on the second day at Adamson, posting these kind of uh, updates. So it's kind of it's cool because it kind of it gives people like a sneak peek at what's to come, right? So people see where they're at Adamson Rebels on the scene there's going to be a video coming soon, right? So it's very good in that aspect. 
you know, and twi- a crazy amount of attention coming even onto your your guys' news station, Rebel News. Like more people are discovering you guys than they never have even knew about you before. Especially during these times, because a, a lot of people are um, like people natu- like people naturally question now what's going on because it's becoming more and more evident that something maybe may be not right. I don't know. Because I didn't even know about Rebel News until you and I met for coffee. And then you were telling me, yeah, I'm working for this place now. And I'm like, I started following them and it has been helpful helpful for me. You know, a more conservative look about the other side, you know, that people aren't sharing. Um, yeah, so the way I would describe it is Rebel News gets everything they report on. It's factual. They They will not post anything that there's not evidence behind. So how we, long does it actually take for you guys? I mean, sorry, evidence and going through all that stuff. Uh, as in, like, how long does a video take to be public? Like, is it a is it a hard long process for you guys to make sure it's oh it's factual, it's evident, all that kind of stuff? It depends. So, uh, with Adamson Barbecue, with the Adamson Barbecue uh, video edits. So basically, the process is I'm there shooting all day, right? I'm getting tons of content, you know, just keep the camera rolling, and then while I'm there, I kind of have an idea of how the story is gonna play, right? Like. And it's not a story. The story is the actual events that are happening, right? So it's a, a sequence in time about what's going on. So with the Adamson barbecue, there's uh, there's not a lot of facts to bring up because it, with the with that kind of video where it's like breaking kind of news, it's people want to see what's going on, right? But we have other uh, correspondents that do do stuff where they will be sitting and something like this green screen behind them and they're talking about something going on where it's a bunch like. Um, Doug Ford did this, and you have to bring up the facts of Doug Ford saying that, so you bring that on screen, right? So those kind of videos will take longer to edit. Uh, it's just a little bit more nitty-gritty. If you, uh, if anyone's familiar with the video editing process, it can be like super technical at, at times. So it depends. So with uh, going back to what you said, how long it takes, uh, I'll go with those Adamson barbecue videos. I would shoot all day, come back around four, try and whip up uh, something called a producer's cut where the uh, the editors above me can see like maybe uh, suggest potential cuts what to take out of the video right just to maybe condense the video whatever the case may be right so those I'll whip up in usually like two two and a half three hours but it's the videos where you have to pull up a lot of facts that take a while because if the reporter says something you got to Google search and look for that fact right and then you got to throw it in so yeah you have you been sleeping much throughout this week it's been wild. Have you been sleeping? Sleeping like-, like a baby because I'm so tired from working all day, man. Like it's 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 draining. Just like you know, you're in that intense environment all day. It's not always like that. This week has just been a very different week compared to to most. So it's it's draining. The good news is uh, Adam Skelly he posted bail, fifty thousand today, so he's out. And do you think that he's gonna uh, open again tomorrow? He'll be. I, I think he'll be on the premise tomorrow and open up again. Honestly, what I heard about the uh, New Jersey guys, how they make money on apparel now, like if I would, if I were him, I would open back up. Like, cause you're going to get more attention, more news. And if he figures out another way to make some income during this time, not only will he be a voice for the people to make, you know what, I'll stand up too, that he eventually can get into other areas for his business. How many followers did he grow on his Instagram account? It's not that it's about cl- like clout and all that stuff, but it's like more people are aware 
you know, these these gym guys in New Jersey started selling apparel because they couldn't make money from the memberships anymore, right? Their clients weren't paying memberships because they did were not listen, allowed. Did you listen to Avery? That's I did. You know about it? I did, yeah. And did you hear how his uh, their GoFundMe got uh, taken away taken from Taken down. The government took that and said, you can't do that as well. Yeah, they uh, confiscated the money from the GoFundMe. So Adam Skelly did a GoFundMe and it was over like $170,000. So, you know, I hope that... You know that money actually gets to go to him because he's gonna need it for legal fees. All of these like yeah, it has, it has, it has. It went to him. Yeah, the beneficiary is uh, dedicated to him. Maybe his family also, but yeah, it looks like uh, they have raised almost. Last I checked, hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah, that's good. Was that for his legal fees for his bail? Was that yeah, and for the offenses, right? Because initial goal was ten thousand dollars, and obviously they've (laughs) surpassed that quite a bit. So. And then we talk about the the good side of social media. Thank goodness there's social media during this time, so that you know if you're not in the social media age, you, who do you you talk to your neighbors, you talk to your friends, but the word doesn't get out as much, you know. So you know, shout out to the Instagram, you know, for we just need we need more people like Adam Skelly to you know not be scared to fight for what they believe in and what they know is right. Like there's no one that can convince me that what he's doing is wrong. Especially at this point. If it was the very first couple months of this virus, okay, I understand. You, you don't know enough about it, but you, you know we're nine months in. And the information is available for us to know yeah. now. Yeah. It's like what? Because you know, there's there's people that get killed from drunk drivers. There's people that that, that go through you know abusive relationships. There's so many things in this world that can kill you, right? That we know. Same with the flu. That we never had a shut. We never had shutdowns like this. No. And the shutdowns aren't helping. We see the numbers. Like, they lock things down and the numbers keep going up. So they think that, oh, uh, and, you know, from the first uh, shutdown, right, when they said the numbers are going back down, they said, okay, it's time to open up again. And then when they opened up again, the numbers went back up. So they said, okay, we got to go back down. Like, it's a revolving door. So at the end of the day, just let people who aren't scared to live their lives live their lives because you're causing more damage. Yes. You're ruining people's mental health, all that stuff. Like, we don't want to keep uh, repeating ourselves, but I'm glad that you're on the show, Lincoln, because you're on the premise so you can actually explain to us what's going on besides just us seeing clips on, you know, on CP24, all these news stations that already have a, uh, a preconceived notion Yes, and, and specific narratives that they're trying to put forth to you know convince people, um, and not just convince people, but also to instill fear. And uh, I almost lost my train of thought there, but it's even too about like the how you said, oh, it's opened up now. The numbers have gone down. You look at the correlation of the stats online of uh, COVID cases and increased tests. When the tests increase, the cases went up. When the tests go down, the cases go down. And we know that the, t- the tests now are not even 100% accurate. <laughs> I know. So the numbers don't even actually tell anything. The numbers just say, oh, yeah, more people want to get checked to get tested. Right on. Like, there's no – and I've been working, and I've seen, like, you know, people aren't dropping dead with coughs and all this stuff. And it's old-age homes. Like the, 40% old-age homes. 40% is old-age homes, of course, because – 4% from the gyms. Yeah, old-age homes are already treated like shit, right? They're already – you know, abuse and the whole story about Quebec we talked about earlier. They're more susceptible to dying from a virus. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like, it's not news. They're going to die from the flu or they're going to die from COVID, right? Like, when you are when you get to that age, you know, that, that's part of life. And that's that shouldn't be the reason why someone loses the business that they've worked for for 25 years or 30 years because of that. And it's not even just businesses. Like, it's just 
uh, the ability to go for people to go to the to to go to the gym or to go to school properly without having to wear masks, to eat in a restaurant, just daily like daily things that we took for granted, right? Which we shouldn't even have to be uh, taken for granted because it should be open. But it's like we're, we're not even just talking about uh, about people's bottom line where there's where we're trying to say this person lost their business. We should all feel sympathy for them. It's not even that. It's like the fact that we. Th- it feels like a crime to eat in a restaurant. Yep. It feels like a crime to want to go to play hockey, it to feels. go work out. That's the problem that I, I have the biggest thing with. It's not even about like, oh, look how many, look how the economy is going down. Like people aren't spending. I don't, I don't care about that personally. Yep. I care about people's like just mental health. It gets, it's deeper, man. You're right. It's deeper. Um, it's about humans. It's, it's, it's crime to be human, to be loving, to go to church, to, 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 church, to hug your grandmother, to high five your coworker, um, you know I'm told when I'm waiting for food, hey, uh, your mask, it's your nose is showing. <laughs> it's like, hi, how's your day going? Where it's we're creating divisive divisiveness. We are lacking connection. We are dehumanizing the planet. It's more about looking and trying to. We're hiring people to rat on other people. You're not wearing your mask. Put your mask on. And to be honest, it's because a lot of people fear death. You want to hear something crazy? Like, yeah, go ahead. You want to hear something crazy? Uh, there's a Mennonite community in uh, Wellington County, and so basically Guelph. Um, and we've been covering this a bit, and they're the uh, the city, or I think it's the city, is uh, they're forcing the restrictions and the lockdowns on the Mennonite community. So these people, like they gather every Sunday for church, whatever. They're they're basically isolated, right, from the world. So. The fact that they're trying to 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 come into these communities and and change their way of life and stuff when they're they're already they're isolated as they are, that's when it's like the Mennonites they're an easy target for them. Again, I don't know exactly why they they want to do this, but all I know is that it's it's fishy and it's just it's are, weird. And Mennonites is um I'm honestly not too sure about the background of Mennonites. It's a fa- it's a type of is it a fa- Yeah, like they don't use any technology. Um that's they're just very like old. They ride in horse and buggy like it's it's a very big step back from how we live for sure. And, and how is in this time for you? Um, obviously, you know, we have, we talk a bit about faith and spirituality and has any of that kind of stuff kind of lingered now in your mind, um, thoughts you have now about, you know, your future and family. Um, have you ever, you know, have you, has that, those questions come to you at all? Like what you believe and what you've kind of looked up to, how you're, um, where you kind of shift your focus? Like I always just, whatever, wherever I am in life, it's just about, trying to do what's right that's what it comes down to whatever i think is morally right and i think that's what that all ties into what's going on right now you know it's it doesn't seem like it's morally right to have these businesses shut down like for it it's it's very tough to see these small businesses just drowning like this like like what you said with People who have like put years and years and years, basically dedicated their whole lives to these operations and these businesses. Could you imagine seeing them just crumble like that? You know, well, so you don't have to imagine anymore. It's been happening. I think it's reality now. Exactly, but That's imagine, uh, yeah, and imagine yeah, like uh, one of us, yourself, whoever, being in that situation, right? So, do you think it takes? Uh, you think Adam 
Um, have, did you get to know Adam Skelly when you were there a bit, talk to him personally one-on-one, or are you just busy filming? Yeah. Does he have any kind of faith background? Was there something bigger and deeper like instilling in him? Not that I know of. I know that from my interactions with him, we did talk uh, not quite a bit, but we had, we had some interactions. We did numerous interviews with him, and he just... Like when he was getting taken away, and you guys can check out the video um, that we filmed for Rebel. We got right in there with the arrest and everything. And he, when he's getting arrested, when he's getting taken away by the police, in basically the end of the first chapter of Adamson Barbecue, he's chanting on the way out, "Small business, small business." You know, he's obviously he's he's not just doing this for himself. He's thinking about other people. I think what he wants to do is he's trying to be a leader in this. He's trying to start something, right? So it's like a domino effect. A domino effect. So that he more wants to give other other uh, business owners courage to know that you know, like if we're not going to stand up for it, nothing's going to change. That's a reality. If 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 he didn't do what he's doing now, this conversation doesn't exist. And exactly. us talking about this, you know, like there's other people who own businesses as well that listen to this podcast and, you know, who maybe even they, they would want, if, even if they don't own a business, they would maybe see Adam Skelly, what's happening there and they want to go and support. They want to be out there being like, you know, like what we did. We wanted to go eat there, yeah. you know, we just knew that would be a shit show with all the police and stuff. But I would have pulled up my Instagram, <laughs> I, IG live. That's what I would have done. That's what, and that's what, <laughs> that's what a lot of people were doing. Like it was just like to see the... To see the uh, the Mounties come in on the horses, charging in there pretty quick too. Like How much there's... taxpayer dollars have uh, were wasted there, right? For trying to shut down the guys. And uh, you know uh, what a lot of people are saying, which I I kind of I see is what the government or the city should have done is he opens up day one, fine him. He opens up day two, fine him again. He opens up day three, fine him. Find them, find them. The fines add up. That's what they should be doing. But the reason they're not doing that is because of what's going on right now with the pandemic, right? They're they they see it as, and this how honestly most people see it. Not everybody, but I think the majority see it as this guy's putting people's lives at risk. He's putting people's lives at risk. Do you think most of Canadians? Do you think most Canadians watching it on? mainstream really think this guy's trying to kill people he's trying to spread a virus he's being dishonest or do you think canadians are other sides or yeah honestly i think they do responsible they they think he's irresponsible right right now for sure i had some people i had some when i'm posting the updates on uh instagram twitter whatever it may be like the people are outside right and they're this so for day four for example like the property was completely closed off gates boarded up windows everything and there's people outside right congregating and i had i had a i had uh, some people saying like they're not even they're literally no one's wearing a mask outside you know you know when did it become when did people start having to wear a mask outside so when you go out camping with your buddies which was totally fine in the summer you're gonna you're gonna wear masks Outside, it's, it's the same thing when Biden won. All his supporters uh, ran out to the streets to celebrate, even though they were mad at people who supported Trump for being out there in rallies. But it's okay for you to celebrate on the streets. A lot of them with no masks as well. Even if they do have masks, the mask's not going to save you. Like, 
It's that's just that's another topic. But the reason why they had to arrest Adam Skelly is to make an example of him. If they just gave him fines every day, there's rich business owners in this city who can afford to keep paying fines. You're Not right. Not every a business you're, you're owner right. wants to go to jail. You know. So the fact that they see now he got arrested and you have to post fifty thousand dollars bail now it may it makes some owners being like, do I really want to take that risk? Do I want to go to jail and sit inside for you know for for fighting for our rights? And we'll, we'll see where this story unfolds. Like, we're living in it right now. Um, but like you said, when you're a leader, leaders lead. They lead the pack. They take sacrifices. They take hits. They get arrested because they see the bigger picture. You know, we talk about uh, like people like in our lives. You have to, you know, see the bigger picture. Like, I'm sure he thought about, you know, I might get arrested today or something might happen. You know, someone might go after my family. Like, uh, there's tons of people who want to spread hate and fear, and they're probably getting so triggered and angry about what he's doing. But when you lead, you have to take the the hits, take the blows. You know, you're sued, you're arrested, you're fined. But people are watching. You know, people are watching, and we always talk about if you believe in something, you got to speak about it. You know, right now we have the opportunity to speak our thoughts. And that's why you got to pray for him. Yeah. Like we haven't talked to anything of spiritual right now, but this is a time when, like, we have to pray for 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 you know, for him not to give up because yeah. now that he's coming out of jail, he might not want to go back to jail again. But we, we got to pray for him that, you know, he still has that conviction to fight for what he believes in. And, you know, it's, it's not just about him, too. It's about his workers because we found out that his workers, uh, when they found out, when the police told his workers that if you guys come into work, too, you guys can get uh, arrested and you guys can get fined as well. And that's when his workers started saying, OK, we're not going to come in. He had to go to freelancers, freelance chefs to be like, if anybody is willing to come and uh, work at at our place, please come because I like my own workers walked out on me. Wow. So there were some people that had to, that came in and were like, okay, like we're ready to work and you know, we're willing to risk for him for like the bigger cause. Cause they saw what he was doing. Yeah. Which is kind of the beauty in all of it. Right. It's, if there's any positive thing about what's happened over the past week, I guess it like it, just to see the support that he's had. Right. To see, like, it's honestly beautiful to see like it is being there. Because these people don't have to be there, right? All these people are taking the time out of their day to come there. They're freedom fighters, right, in their eyes. And they're, they're, you know, they're putting it on the line for this guy. Like, if you guys could see the standoff between the, the like, the police were initially coming to the door on day three to arrest him. So get into that. To get, get into like, yeah, so, experiences. Yeah, so basically, um, starts off normal day and then ton heavy police presence, heavy news presence. People start gathering outside, you know, all there on Adam's side. And then, long story short, the police make an attempt to get in uh, to the restaurant. The uh, protesters completely block off the door, like completely. Like it was a standoff for probably like an hour and a half. And then it got all of a sudden you just start to hear the main entrance door just bang, bang, just bang. And it's Adam Skelly on the other side breaking the locks that the city has put on the door. So this is unbelievable. The cops are right beside the door. So it's cops on the left side of the door, protesters on like back on the door, right? So boom, 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 door busts open, all hell breaks loose. I, I got pushed inside the restaurant. It was just like a huge like mosh pit basically. Got pushed in, there's tons of people in the restaurant. I got footage of like Adam's in there 
trying to prep the food for the people. <laughs> so the whole he's like, let's get going, let's get it going. God does everything. He yeah. breaks the door down. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having to break your own door down for so people can come into to your restaurant, serve food to people at your own place. Having to break your own door, like imagine that's your house. Like you have to break down the door to for people to come. If in. they would have just let them serve food, the the congregation and people gathering, like on the first day, there was a nice lineup, right? It was safe. Yeah, distancing, and you know Adam's cleaning. Adam's telling people to wear their masks. He's telling people social distance, six feet apart. You know, he's saying all these things right with the cops around so that he can cover himself. So he's aware of all that, and he's he he tried to take every precaution he could to try and cover himself, right? But door opens, we bust in. About probably five six minutes later, I somehow managed to get outside the restaurant before all this started happening which it, it couldn't have been better timing because at that i get out two minutes go by whatever and then all of a sudden i'm doing a stand-up so a stand-up is where david menzies is in front of the camera and he's he's basically reporting on what's going on like there's a, he's like there's a standoff between police protesters so he's literally in the middle of talking and then i hear from uh so uh Funny story, uh, not a story, but I used to be neighbors with uh, Joe Warmington of the Toronto Sun. And he's one of, like, the good guys in the mainstream media. He is, like, he's one of the only reporters that was allowed on the site. You know, he's, uh, he really tries to tell the, the important facts and what's really going on. So, point being is, I'm doing the stand-up with David, so I'm filming, right? And he's in the middle of his stand-up, and I hear kind of out of the corner you can kind of hear it in the video also joe warmington says lincoln lincoln and then i look to my left and there's the mounties coming in galloping on the horses so i just i just leave the reporter i'm just like see ya start running to the running to the horses coming they're galloping through and then i see adam skelly being rushed out by the police so i go go to adam start following adam's getting arrested you know and then all of a sudden this guy starts running towards adam and bear hugs him while the police are detaining him he's in handcuffs and tries to free him literally tries That's to free crazy. him that guy gets that guy has got charged with i think Is three the or, guy in the clip i saw who got arrested yeah he got guy? three or four charges for that he assaulted the police officer sorry to say but he did Complete, oh, he, he took a swing oh yeah it was uh he, you know he took a stand he tried to, it wasn't gonna work he's just trying to make a point obviously with what he's doing then yeah, followed him all the way to the car, and then that's kind of uh, where the story ends for now. Is that, that guy who stood up for him? She had free briskets for the year, right? <laughs> if we're taking yeah. the charge, he needs that gold card at Honestly. Adam's barbecue. I would give him one. Right, that takes guy. that's brave, man. <laughs> Mounties and horses, and you're gonna go and try to get him. That's more. That's brave, man. It it was it was unbelievable. Like the K like. The chaos, everything, the chaos, it, it was just... Have it was, people been reaching out to you on your social media now and, like, seeing what you're doing? And Yeah, it's been pretty... Uh, like, past couple days have been crazy, honestly. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, I just started doing, like, reporting videos and stuff on my Twitter for rebels so they rebel was kind of retweeting me and stuff and like it's been uh, it's been insane like i it's just honest so i had 16 followers <laughs> three days ago i'm not like i gotta check on my phone but i think i'm at like 1200 now it just keeps going Jeez. up that's good man <laughs> it's so it, we got and guess what we got the exclusive we got the exclusive the first. got the first one that's why i always say we want to get you before your celebrity right because then you're gonna cost Right, you gotta find you, gotta track oh, you. Oh God, don't humble me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's just an exciting time, right? Like, it's, I, but it's no, that's bad to say, okay? It's no, but it's an exciting time for free thinkers and people who who want to strive for something different. And you know, you're also taking a stand as well. You know, so thank you for what you're doing because you're out there, you know, filming and putting in the work and holding the cameras and trying to get the good angles, right? You're you're putting yourself in danger too. Yeah, you putting yourself in danger for us to be able to see what goes on. That's bravery. That's courage. And like that's what that's why Rebel News, like it's gonna especially in a time like this, it's gonna be huge. Like I know now, like you guys have like what thirty thousand followers, pretty, pretty quick too. It's growing. When I started with the company in August, they're at fourteen k. You That's know, what I mean. Like, and a lot of people that yeah, I even play hockey with, they you know they follow Rebel News now. Yep. Because they they're sick of seeing what CP twenty four, seeing like what the mainstream media is always promoting. It's and thing. when I talk about it being exciting, I mean like it's inevitable for it to be exciting. I don't mean that it's like I'm not happy about what's. We understand. Like uh, basically, you're seeing you're talking about action wise. Like there's a lot of things going it's on. It's super like yeah, like uh, it's just it's crazy right now. This is un- unprecedented, right? Like I've never seen this stuff before, and uh, for me to kind of come into the new the news world, right? Uh, at this time, it's it's something else. Like it's well, that's why it's amazing for us because you get to give us a political side that we don't. Aaron and I talk about, but you're in it. You know, you're working at that news station. Um, you guys are talking about different things. You talk to me how the workplace is amazing because you guys get to have those conversations that you know it's almost like we're not allowed to have those uh, conversations that disagree with the narrative that's the mainstream that is pushing, right? And you know, it's important that you know we're honored to have you here today. Because, you know, people are going to watch us and start thinking about other things. There's even a news station in the United States that the same thing, they weren't very big. But because something happened with the whole, like, you know, Fox News, whatever, they people are starting to go to different news stations, right? That's what happens, right? A system gets taken over, gets watered down. And, like, how did Rebel News even get started? Like, talk about that, how Rebel News got started. They got started, you yeah, said? Yeah, so uh, Ezra Levant, CEO okay. of Rebel News, super well-known reporter. Uh, uh, so him david benzies were they were like journalists uh rep- live reporters for sun news so the sun had a, a news station right and that's kind of where they started so the sun folded i don't know the exact year that the sun folded i think it was about seven whatever uh, within the last 10 years they folded so ezra i guess said i'm not doesn't want to work for anyone else and started up his own news organization right started from the ground up he built this and it's a team of like there's like i think 25 of us now uh on the team so he literally started from the ground up right like the first videos he did were in like just in his i think backyard right it was just doing what he could because i'm sure he always knew the value he had you know he was already well known at that point so what's his name again ezra levant the CEO of Rebel News. He was uh, a Sun reporter uh, before, and uh, he's uh, there's quite a bit out there on him. Yeah, he's a fantastic guy, and I'm, honestly, I'm honored to work for him. It's I've learned so much from him already. I, I've learned so much in general just from being there about everything. Not even stuff that's totally news-related, but I've learned about, like, you really got to take a step back and think about what you say when you say things. You got to really assess every situation that's handed to you because like what i said before not everything's black and white (laughs) things are so much more complex everything right than what we think they are and there's a lot of misinformation today too so that's why 
you have to so be, much. be careful of what information you're putting out. So much. That's why even on our podcast, like we talked about how we want to have more stats and facts, right? Because like, there's a lot of people who, when they hear something, they might not know where where the source is, where where's the source coming from, right? So that's one thing we got to include as well. It's a yeah. good idea for sure. I yeah. think people like to see that kind of stuff, right? Because that's what separates you from the, th- again, the mainstream. <laughs> they will just talk about things sometimes without. They just give their opinions, but their opinions aren't facts. They have a narrative to play mm. and everything has to fall in line with that narrative. It's it's very complex again it's just so hard to touch on and so for for our listeners what would you say i mean you express your yourself express your opinion what would you tell our listeners in this what this experience has maybe taught you seeing you know how man stands up for his business arrested what you've experienced through this time um what can you just one piece of advice or a tidbit that you've kind of taken away from all this currently and there's more to come the main takeaway i would say is Basically, stand up for what you believe in and uh, show support to people that also kind of share the same ideas and opinions as you. I mean, think about if Ada, if if Skelly, like the reason why it was so big and stuff is because of everyone coming out and stuff, right? And why he, you know, like if he just got thrown in jail without any support from the GoFundMe, whatever, he's totally on his own. So the main takeaway is that there, there's always going to be people there for you, I think. And there's always support, you know, and that stems down to... The love always overpowers the hate when yeah. you're coming from an honest place. And even, so Adam Skelly got that support because he knew what he was doing wasn't wrong. Or else he wouldn't have like all those people waiting to give him money and support him. Like the guy got a thousand dollars in just cash donations when he opened his door the first di- the first day wow. he posted it. So it's like you know, in life when there's no no risk no reward. One hundred percent. Now is his GoFundMe page still alive, still active? I don't know if it's been. How does that work? Does it do they ca- it? It basically well, like cash. We should, we should even put it up on our link. Yeah, that that'd be a great idea. I don't know if it's if the like I'm not sure exactly how GoFundMe works. If once you stop, it, you withdraw the money, it's over. I'm assuming that's how it works. I don't know if well, they probably gotta open. They gotta keep it open now if he's planning to open up again. Exactly. Because he could get back. Uh, he can get arrested again, and who knows how long, how much that bail will be? Because me and Omer were saying that fifty thousand dollars for bail, that's pretty high for for someone who, like, okay, yeah, he opened his business against provincial order. But I would think that'd be less than fifty thousand. Yeah, that's. They probably yeah, didn't the, want him to be able to post that. The initial goal was ten k, for the GoFundMe, right? And obviously, they completely surpassed that. I think I might have mentioned that before, but there you go. So it's uh, that's I guess the main takeaway is that, you know, whatever you're dealing with, I think there is support out there, right? There is people who are gonna stand with you, unless obviously there's exceptions to that and stuff, right? But if you're being morally right. People are going to know that you're being morally right. People will always see the truth. And like you said, love trumps everything, right? So that that, that kind of that kind of provided like gives me a bit of hope with with everything going on right now i really just want everything to go back to normal i know that it can exactly right now maybe it could in a perfect world i don't know i don't want to get into that kind of stuff but i just we we really need things to kind of get back to how they were for everyone's mental health for the economy and 
those are the main two factors, right? But I think mental health is the m- most important thing with all this because people being cooped up inside, the f- like, you know, people like people like to eat and they like to go to restaurants, right? But a lot of people like to go to restaurants for the fact about going out. It's, you know, like to be around people, the energy, yeah. everything. That, when that energy is taken away, like, a, it's, it's, I don't know, it's it's something that people need, I think. Is that, is that why even, like, you're still on adrenaline rush? Because that energy that was at Abson Barbecue was, like, unreal? And I don't feel that, and like, I don't, like, there's no clubs, nothing, like, not yeah. that, you know, but, like, there's nothing going, like, it's basically, it's against the law, basically, unless you're protesting to be in these large groups, right? You think these club guys will just start saying we're protesting in the club? <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, someone... No, we're, we're, we're protesting. To, you know, we're, no, <laughs> well, I, I hope that, you know, club owners, they, they, they come together and... There was, a, there was a club owner who came to Adams and Barbecue. He spoke with David Menzies for a bit about opening up. I don't know where that is yeah. right now. But, but you but know, see, the difference is, though, like, with club owners and a guy who's you know, who's cooking for people and selling food. It's two different things because I guess you can say that, you know, a club is not essential because people don't need to be out partying during a time like this. But then again, if I'm a club owner, who, who are you to tell me that my business is not essential? Because you're not the one putting the money. You're not paying for the lights yep. and the hydro. So that's why, like, I say that all – if you, you can't pick and choose what's open, right? If you're going to close everything, close everything. 100%. Anyway, Leave grocery stores open, okay, but then close down Costco, close down Walmart. Yeah, and that's what the government doesn't, doesn't talk about holistic health. They don't talk about the different areas people need to be healthy. Some people are healthy because they love to go dance on the weekend. Like, that's their exercise. Yeah. That's their enjoyment. They love music. You know, I loved going to clubs, hip-hop, dancing like crazy. You see me dance now. Like, <laughs> I love dancing. It's, it's, it's a form of expression. It's a form of love. Um, it lets know. out, like, stress. Stress, you know, right? They're yeah. all equally important. Mental health, physical health, spiritual health, all three are key. Mm-hmm. So don't take that out. Don't like take that away from people when you need it more uh, now so than ever before. Well, you know, this has been, thank you so much for joining us today, Lincoln. Flew by. This is flew by. Like, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and the, your experiences that went on at Adamson barbecue. Um, you know, we'll attach those links. You guys can go check it out. Um, news.rebel on Instagram and, you know, it's just about staying woke, spreading a good message about people and connectivity. The right kind of woke. Right, yeah. You know, connecting people to the truth. Um, you know, that's what you do. That's what you believe in. So thank you so much um, for having, you know, not you. Thank you so much for being on the guest, you know, on the podcast, not having and, us. And keep keep doing it, uh, Lincoln, because like you're, you know, like especially you're, per- I haven't known you for a long time, but I see your personality and we need more people like you who aren't scared to be on the premise or who, who aren't scared to reveal that, you know, this politician is, you know, uh, trying to maneuver in this way where we need to see that because without guys like you, you know, people get away with a lot of things and they try to, then they go on TV in TV 24 and they, they uh, sing a different tune. Yeah. And I want to thank you guys, first of all, for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much. This is my first podcast. So it's, it's a stepping stone and it's, I, I feels good and uh it's a pleasure uh and honor to start it with you guys and i just want to say one last note that all these people like unless you're at the top you always have someone to report to and stuff and everyone has a family to feed right so these police officers that are in front of adamson whatever whenever they get sent whatever the case may be even with politicians they're reporting to somebody too in a certain sense right so uh, there's always two sides to everything right and 
it's like I've said numerous times over this podcast, everything is complex, tough situations. So always, we always have to try and keep that stuff in mind when we are analyzing situations and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the truth will always come out and uh, hopefully what's right will prevail. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys, if you guys like this video, you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our Apple Podcasts, leave a review what you think. Uh, leave a comment on, on our YouTube channel. Um, if you guys have any questions, check it out. Share it if you believe in it. Um, Lincoln, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, stay tuned, everyone, for more great episodes of the Culture Defense Podcast. Peace. Thank you.